Hello and welcome to Foster Care and Unparalleled Journey. This is Jason Palmer. Amanda, my wife, and I have been doing this uh, podcast for a while, and we have decided to try and alongside of our podcast and our Facebook page, we've decided to start putting some uh, some of our work up on YouTube as well. So we recorded a YouTube live video tonight, and we are going to begin kind of releasing those maybe midweek. I don't know exactly how we're going to do that, but they'll show up and me in the, the feed here and there. Hopefully you guys like them. Leave me some feedback if you would and let me know. And feel free to go leave us a rating and review on iTunes or Stitcher or Spotify, Google Play, wherever you get your podcast. And here we go. I hope you enjoy it. Hey everybody. We are with Foster Care and Unparalleled Me. That is the name of our podcast, and I am Jason, and I have Amanda hiding over here. Oh, I banged the microphone. Sorry about that. And this is our second live we're going to throw up here tonight just to uh, just get a couple videos out and kind of learn this platform a little bit because we don't really know what we're doing. We're learning Practice. as we go. We're practicing. <laughs> <laughs> um, this this uh, live, it comes off of the same blog post as the last one. It was uh, a February 6, 2016 um, post on I Must Be Trippin' blog on Blogspot that we happened across. Uh, somebody posted on a Facebook page, and we looked at it. And there was a few things on there that we felt needed to be talked about. And if you're interested in foster care or adoption, these are the things that we talk about a lot. Uh, this post says, and I'm going to read it as best as I can, because I did go to school, even though my reading doesn't sound like it. <laughs> um, <laughs> Just blame it on the strokes. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Utilize the knowledge and experience of longtime foster parents. No one, I do mean no one, understands the ins and outs of foster care system like a longtime experienced foster parent. Search for blogs, search for online support groups, and develop relationships with other foster parents who have been there. Some of my closest friends are fellow foster moms who I've met online over the past five years. Don't be afraid to reach out. We're nice, and we're pretty smart cookies, too. Hey, I like cookies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, um, support. I mean, that's everybody needs support. Exactly, exactly. And, and the thing is, you step into foster care when you first do it. When you first step into it, you step into it, and your your biggest asset you have is your eagerness. You want to go help some kids. It, it it's a good thing to do. If it's if it's a thing that you're wired for, it's a great thing to do. And it, and if you listen to the podcast, you'll hear me say that a number of times. If it's the sort of thing that sets your soul on fire, go do it. If it's not, then don't. We don't want you here if it's not your thing. I, I'm never here to encourage somebody to do something like this if it's not your thing. If it doesn't set your soul on fire, if it doesn't excite you, because it's going to be hard. And you need to be excited about it. You need to be willing to have the energy to step through the hard parts. Because there's plenty of hard, difficult parts. There's plenty of moments where you think it's going to go one way and everything turns a different direction. Or you struggle through a lot. And you need to have that group. In our area, we're in a rural area. Uh, we're west of St. Louis, Missouri, here always. But even in our rural area, we have a support group among the foster parents. And you need that. You need the people who've done, been there, done that, who've been in court, 
who seem to make the judge make a decision that you completely disagree with, but you have to deal with that. Well, and I'll, I'll take you back several years when our journey was just beginning. Yep. You know, when we decided that, you know, this was the route that we were going to take. Um, we went and we sat down and we had a meal with a woman. Yep. And she spent several, several hours with us just answering our questions. And she was a foster mom. Yeah. She wasn't getting paid to be there. She had no other interest than trying to help a couple that wanted to do what she does. Yeah. And it was amazing. You yeah. know, without her support and answering our questions, I'm not certain we would be as far along today as we are. Yeah. Kathy was, was a good resource all through the through our journey. Yeah. Um, I mean, Kathy was just awesome. And she's not a social worker. She's not a caseworker because the social workers and caseworkers and all of them, they are great. They are fabulous. But they don't know what it means to be a foster parent. Yeah. They and don't do the 24-7 care. That's true. And, and I'll, I'll, you know, they're not all great. Let, let's just I'll throw that out there because... It doesn't take much to to dig into the news and find, um, you know, there was a story that was, there was a post you sent me. I don't remember how old it was, but it was. I a, don't recall the date on it, but I do know what you're talking it about. It was a foster care worker, or not a, it was a caseworker. It was a caseworker. Who worked for the state in the foster care system, who was taking biological parents. Biological mothers. Or mothers, yes, who, whose kids had been taken into foster care. And she was pimping them out. She was telling them that she could help fake the drug test that they'd failed, this, that, whatever it was. And she was literally pimping them out. Well, it was a crazy story. I mean, that, that's one of those really crazy stories. I was going to say, that's probably there. a whole other podcast in itself. Yeah. Because you're going to find people all, all across the board. Exactly. You'll you're find. You're going to have bad caseworkers. You're going to have bad foster. Yeah. But, but parents. I just. My goal here is just to say that, yes, there are bad caseworkers out there. And I agree. So and I really shouldn't have said they were all great. Yeah. But the majority of your caseworkers, they're there for a reason. They don't do this job because it pays wonderful. Yeah. It does not pay wonderful. Yeah. They, they don't do the job for, they for just the money. They usually have some sort of vested reason. Yeah. They're not, you know, they're, they're not horrible people for the most part, but they're not amazing people. Just because they're a worker, you know, it, it runs a gamut. So if you know somebody whose kids were in foster care or you were in foster care yourself and had a bad worker, we get it. We get it. There's bad foster parents out there. There are foster parents. You know, I remember a story on the news when I was a little kid and it's been decades ago. Yeah, it's been decades ago. I remember seeing the story in the news as a kid. You're old. I am old. <laughs> But uh, the the story involved somebody somewhere who was keeping like a dozen foster kids locked in dog kennels or like yeah. large dog kennels in the house. And they were basically warehousing foster kids to make a paycheck. You know, so there's bad foster parents out there. I've also heard some stories were really amazing about kids who've come through the system who who ran across some amazing foster parents that really changed their life. So. You know, just know that just because you meet somebody in the system doesn't mean they're amazing. You know, you have some discernment. 
when you meet people, know whether or not you're looking at somebody who's an awesome foster parent or somebody who might not be so awesome, but know that in that group of people around you, chances are the vast majority of the people you meet are going, especially when you first start, they're going to have more experience in you. They're going to know things you don't know. They're going to know the questions that you need to ask that you don't even know you need to ask yet. So reach into those groups and find the people who can help you. I mean, the their knowledge is just, it's so valuable. You know, they have so much to offer. Um, and really, it's going to be help for you. And when you are a foster parent, even, you know, when you've been a foster parent for several years, you still need that support. You need a group. You need a place to call home. You need a place to vent, yeah. to ask questions. And you want people who have been there that have, that have been through the struggle they've been through the fire and hopefully they can give you a piece of hope yeah something to hold on to you know we we did we we did foster care for about six years and we took a little break for a while while we had some personal stuff going on in our family and um the judge that was doing family court in our area at the time he's since retired but judge farley was amazing he was absolutely amazing I loved going to court with Judge Frawley because you had a pretty <laughs> good did. idea of where he was going to be on most things. He was a no-nonsense guy. But he also knew that if he gave you something to do and you did it, he would appreciate that and you know take that in, into consideration. And I've seen kids go back to some biological parents who've gone back and thrived, even though I hated to see them leave. You know, kids that left our house that we didn't, we didn't want to see them leave, but they went back to a great placement. Absolutely. And and I will totally agree with you. Judge Frawley, he, he was an awesome man. Yep. You know, he was a wonderful family judge. He's an adoptive father himself. Yeah. You know, so he, he knows the struggles and he knows the good, the bad, the ugly and, and everything in between. But he also probably made a decision, a decision or two that we didn't agree with. Oh, yeah. So, <laughs> I, I mean, that's part of it. And you learn by talking to these people who've been there and done that. You learn by talking to those folks that, hey, sometimes you're just going to flat disagree. And you are a part of the team. You have the the ability to come into court. You know, they will ask you if you have anything you want to add. And if you do have something you want to add, by all means, add it. If there's a, a piece of, of the case that's come out somehow or another in in your experience with a kid, if they told you a story, that you feel needs to be told, that you feel needs to be brought up, tell that story. The judges will let you talk in court. Well, you're that child's voice. You're their advocate. That's what you're here for. Well, yes that's and no. A, that's a big part the thing of is, the foster parent role. Well, the, not really. I'll disagree with you on that one for a second. That role should fall to the guardian ad litem. You know, kids are appointed an attorney, the guardian ad litem, and his job is to speak legalese to the judge on behalf of the kid. But you'll find that a lot of guardians, you know, they're like everybody else, they're overwhelmed and overworked. And they're not they're not terribly involved in these kids' life. And that's that's really his job to be able to go and stand up for them. But there's a lot of times when they just can't or don't or whatever the and whatever the verb is that's right there. But it just doesn't happen. So sometimes you step into that role and you say, hey, this needs to be said. And I'll still disagree with you. You know, you, it is the guardian ad litem's job. This, I, it is. And I know that. And we've had some really good ones. We've had some, eh, not so much. 
But the thing is, is you are that child's voice. And when the system fails, which the system does fail, it's not perfect. You are that last voice. You're there to stand up and you're there to fight. And that's what that child needs. Guardian, ad linem, caseworker, everything is a piece of the puzzle. And you're still a piece of that puzzle and you need to use your voice. Yeah. Well, the biggest part, I think, of your job as a foster parent, though, is to is to stand in the gap day in and day out. Be the one who, who kisses boo-boos and puts food on the table. Well, yeah, and I'm not saying that that's the all, biggest. All those pieces. That's your biggest job. That 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 is by far your biggest job is to provide daily support to that kid. But it's also to watch out for things that, that might not be seen. You know, we had one kid who stayed with us for a while and um, he was, uh, we, we noticed a lot of things in him and his sister. We talked to the caseworker said, well, I think we need to get a psych eval done on these kids. And, um, you know, they, they didn't, they didn't do the psych eval on the, on the sister because she was a little bit too young. But the, uh, the brother, they diagnosed with reactive attachment disorder. And if you don't know what that is, go look it up. It's kind of a scary one. It's very scary. But, you know, he was, he had a lot of issues and they came from being in a home with a really abusive parent. And the beauty of it was, though, at the end of the placement, when he ended up going, he went, he was with his mother, who was the abuser. And, um, his, his dad had some, some other reasons why he couldn't be involved at the time. But when he got his stuff together, he got straightened out. The kids ended up going back to dad's house. And, you know, those kids stayed with us for a year and a half. We were closely bonded, but I'm not going to lie. Every now and then I'll Facebook stalk them a little bit and just go look at some pictures. And, and when I see those pictures, I remember the scared little boy, the terrified little boy who showed up on our front porch. Oh, absolutely. And, and what I see now is a happy young kid. Yeah. I mean, uh, his world has changed. Yeah. But I will also challenge you talking about that case. We did a lot of advocating for that case. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that we did. You know, the system the system was failing in the beginning. That was one that was <laughs> failing. You're, you're 100% right on that one because the um, I did not feel like the uh, local law enforcement was putting the effort into building the case that needed to be built. The kids were being put into uh, visitation rooms with a mother who had been really abusive in the past. Um, and that's an understatement for what, what he went through. Specifically, the little boy went through he went through some some real rough stuff and he had to go back once a week and sit in a visitation room with that woman because the uh the law enforcement agency uh the the, the one particular detective was really I, I don't know if he was doing something else if he was, had gone on vacation for i don't know two months and just didn't get anything done or if he was busy with other cases i, I don't know what the deal was all i know was his case was not moving forward at all and it wasn't until, you know, I went in and put some real pressure on them and that didn't seem to work. So I put some pressure on the, uh, on the chief. I called and talked, I said, Hey, we got to get something done. Here's what's happening every week. Once a week, a kid gets damaged psychologically because we're not going anywhere. What are we going to do with this? And eventually, you know, because we stood up and we were that voice that got taken care of and, and the case ended up the mom who was the, the abuser, she lost her parental rights and dad got the kids. And, and she did some rightful jail time too. Yeah. And, yeah. and, but I mean, and part of that was just talking to some of those other foster parents who'd been there and finding out, Hey, what can I do here? Yeah. What's, what's my role? Who do I talk to? Where do I go? You know, how do I explore this? How do, how do I find resources and avenues, you know, even down to finding where we can go for play therapy 
and yeah. and doctors and therapists and and counselors, you know, and who specializes in this age bracket and yeah, you know, counselors who's good and, with this and counselors you know. and psychologists who are willing to to take a four year old in and do a diagnosis on a four year old. I mean, that's not real common. So yeah, you need each other. We need each other. You know, you need to have that community surrounding you. It really does take a village. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, and, and the other thing is it's also good for your foster children too. They need to see other foster children and other foster families. They need to know that it's not just them. Yeah. They're not alone. You know, they're not alone. There are other kids that are going through this. They need support people to talk to kids to talk to their age that gets what they're going through that understands where they're coming from and, and some of their trials and their traumas. And, you know, it's just, it's, it's all around a good thing, you know, to be there and to have that support and to offer that support to other people, which is, is what one of our, one of our things that we're doing here is we're trying to offer support, shed some light. Yeah. You know, if we can, you know, maybe even, recruit a few foster families. I mean, that would be wonderful. We need that. I was talking with somebody the other day and that was, that was kind of the line I I used with them. You know, in the uh, six years that we had our home open and active, we fostered roughly 20 kids. Yeah. And if through our podcast, YouTube, the Facebook, if, if all of our efforts, you'll just 10 people who, who are encouraged enough to go become a foster parent, then that, looks like another 200 kids that we inspired a home for. And that's a pretty good feeling to know that we, you know, might ha- be able to have that kind of influence. And over time, because I mean, YouTube's going to last forever, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe podcasts are going to last forever. I don't I know. I mean, it's a big thing right now. It is absolutely. <laughs> but you know, God knows how many years this will be up and, and out there for, for public consumption. And as long as people can continue to hear the, the product, you know, that we're putting out, maybe that'll just move on for, uh, for years and years to come. And it'll give us the opportunity to help kids that'll, uh, kids that'll be impacted long after we're, we're doing anything with them in our home. So, you know, if you have any questions about foster care, feel free to, uh, you know, ask us questions, Yeah, um, get a hold of us, you know, we'll, we'll talk. He, he's a talker. <laughs> he'll talk forever i promise but yeah i mean it, this is youtube you know where the comment section is down there um yeah, you if know. you have a question something you want to know put it out there we yeah. won't shy away we'll find you an answer if we don't know it we'll find it yeah and uh <laughs> you know if you want if you want to find out some more about what we do you can find our podcast on pretty much every podcasting platform that I can find to put it on. Um, it's called foster care and unparalleled journey. Um, it's in the title there. Unparalleled a tricky one to spell. So if you don't get that right, just search for Jason and Amanda Palmer. If you search for us in iTunes or, uh, or Google play, I think by Jason and Amanda Palmer, we pop up or just search foster care and you'll find us. And, um, yeah, you know, check us out. We got some really, some really powerful stories. We tell some stories on there. We tell some stories about some kids and, um, you know, that we really dive deep into their story. And we actually just had a, a podcast go up about a woman who lost her kids to the foster care system. And, um, you know, she, she walked the long road to get them back 
and she did the work she needed to do. And she tells her whole story. It's pretty amazing to hear. So if you have a story you want to tell too, hit us up. Yep. Yep. And you can find, if you want to send us an email on the side, um, fostercareuj at gmail.com, you know, fostercareuj for unparalleled journey. So fostercareuj at gmail.com, you find us or hit us up in the, in the comments and ask for it. If you, if you, uh, if you don't remember what the email address is and you don't want to have to go back and remember what the hell I just said, but you know, (laughs) shoot us a message and, um, We'll uh, we'll get back to you as soon as we can. But we hope you all have a good evening, and we'll see you next time. Night.